0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back here to the Student Soapbox podcast hosted by the Student Association, Department of Academic Affairs. I'm your host, the director, Michelle Ferreino, and I use she, her, her pronouns. And today we're going to have a discussion about accessibility in education because it is not a very well-known fact, but nearly a fifth of all college students report having a disability of some sort, whether that be seen or unseen, learning or physical, But it brings an issue of accessibility to education so here with me today i have the director of disabilities bailey kennedy with me to
1: discuss this issue a little bit more in depth bailey please introduce yourself tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do hi thank you for having me my name is bailey i'm a sophomore here and i use she her pronouns um so basically this is a new position for sa and we are advocating for the rights of students with disabilities um we are advocating for Um, learning more about uh, disabilities that are present, that are physical, that are internal, and just reducing the stigma that's on a lot of college campuses, unfortunately. And so,
0: yeah. Yeah, Bailey's been doing a wonderful job. She's just had some events that she did that have really raised awareness. Can you tell me
1: a little bit about some of those events? Yeah, sure. So I had my first event, uh, I think it was October 1st, and it was a DRC informational we had the D- DRC stands for Disability Resource Center, and this is a center for students who need either physical or testing accommodations on campus. Um, just to, they say like leveling out the playing field. So it's not some it's not to get ahead, but it's to make things even. Um, and so he, the amazing director John White, he came in and he talked a little bit about what they do uh, how, and how to get it, how to get accommodations if need be. So yeah. So yeah, a few weeks ago I actually had a Cookies and Kahoot, so it was a Kahoot game based on the history of disability advocates and um, people who have been famous in their own right who have had disabilities. Because a lot of times, and this is something I'm really passionate about, disability in history kind of gets brushed over, this is a very ableist view. Um, For example, a lot of people don't know that Franklin Delano Roosevelt had polio and he used a wheelchair. So that's that's something we really want to talk about more, and we want to, like, reduce the stigma of people who have disabilities who are less functioning than us, because that is 100% not true and never true. Yeah,
0: and the president of the United States even had a disability. Like, people don't even know that because he was too scared to come out because of the stigma, and that's something that you've done such a good job addressing And you mentioned before, like, how passionate you are about this. What brought you into
1: the advocacy field for people with disabilities? Oh, sure. So I am a proud student with a disability. I have DRC accommodations. And my whole life, my mother has been a camp director for a summer camp for students with disabilities. So from the age of 12, I was a volunteer counselor, um, coming up from volunteer to junior counselor to senior counselor and it was the best summers of my life very like completely i made so many friendships that were long lasting through this camp i saw a lot of issues that we have um in society of stigmatizing and accessibility issues um especially for a lot of my friends who were in wheelchairs that was very hard to see um we always took them to water parks and there were accessibilities with those zoos had accessibility problems and it's just such so much more prominent can you
0: tell us a little bit about the stigma and how the stigma is like, manifested through people
1: who may not have disabilities? Sure. So there is a big stigma in disabilities in general, whether they be physical or invisible. Um, a lot of times, the stigma stops people from getting the support and help they need. Um, it stops diagnoses. Diagnoses go unrecognized for years and years because they don't want to be labeled as, you know, because there is just this big stigma, um, especially, uh, unfortunately, among young people, um, especially in middle school, elementary school, when these symptoms start to manifest, you know, the odd one out, it's really hard, and so we want to stop this as soon as we can, which is why it's so important to teach about ableism and the stigma in college. Can you tell us a little bit about ableism and what it is? Sure. Ableism is the inherent belief that somebody with a disability is lesser to somebody who does not have a disability. This can manifest itself in many ways. And a lot of times you don't even know that the thoughts that you're having could be ableist.
0: Yeah, I've honestly, so full disclosure, I also have a disability myself. I'm dyslexic, and I've even experienced this where people will come up to me and I'll tell them I have dyslexia, and they're like, oh, I didn't know you were dumb. I'm like, that's, yes, that I'm is yes I'm not dumb, I'm just dyslexic. It's just I process information differently, and I think that's so important that we address this in the college atmosphere because people with disabilities go so unheard, and they don't get the support they need because... Of comments like that because they don't want to be seen as stupid
1: um, have you seen this in your own experience yes um when I was in high school I didn't want to be diagnosed because I didn't want something to be quote wrong with me and that is something that I really really had to come to terms with that I do have a disability but that does not mean that there's something wrong with me so once I started getting the help I need with my testing accommodations at first I tried to hide it but after a while with my close friends I was like hey i'm going i'm never here i'm not here i'm not absent on tests because i don't want to take a test i'm actually taking a test in a different room because i have some accessibility issues and by talking about it you help reduce that stigma
0: so you mentioned that stigma is such a big issue especially in terms of students who have disabilities who need to get help so that's one issue that reduces accessibility but what are some other really big issues that you see as particularly as it pertains to college campuses Sure. In terms of disabilities and accessibility,
1: I would say number one is the physical limitations. Um, here at UAlbany, I don't want to disrespect administration or the building, but a lot of times I notice that the um, accessibility doors are broken, that aren't work, they don't work, and so that is a big issue for people who are maybe need wheelchair accessibility, who need to get to their classes at a certain time. Um, that's a really big issue that we need to focus on. There is another issue. With professors unfortunately believing that the accessibility for testing allows the students an unfair advantage, um, and, and that is something we definitely need to address p- to the faculty because it is not like I said earlier; it is an equal, it's equaling out the playing field. So that is are the, the two big ones that I've seen, and those two, those two tend to cause stigmas. How do you propose that we address the
0: issue with the faculty? Because that's something I've seen as well. It's, faculty are very hesitant to let students take exams in a different room when test anxiety, especially, and ADHD, they are very, very real. People should be able to take tests other places if they need to. But how do you suggest that we address this
1: with the faculty since it's such a widespread issue? Yeah, I believe that the DRC here is a great resource and I believe they do a lot of great work to try to reduce that. They send out, when a student has a disability, they explain in the letter, letterhead format, that this isn't, like I said, this isn't to get ahead. But I think we do need to talk about that more in the campus community. I think we need some more events where faculty is wel- welcome. Um, because a lot of times faculty don't unfortunately show up to our events, but I feel like we do need to have a forum and we do need to talk about that. So that is something I do want to do as the director here, is I do want to set up meetings with various faculty members, not to attack them, um, but to kind of be proactive. Yeah, absolutely. And the work you've done so far in regards to
0: doing that is has been phenomenal. And it's been great seeing you grow in this role. Thank you so much. Um, I remember you also said something about the doors not working when you press the button to open the door. So maybe an individual in the wheelchair can get in. If I remember right, you just did something recently too to bring attention to that issue
1: and help fix it, correct? Yes, I did. There is a Google form. I'm sorry, not a Google form. It is a Microsoft. My- uh, excel form something along the office office app form and it's on our SA website i say you albany, S-A-U albany. something com. like that <laughs> yes and that is it's a quick f- uh, form the average time to take the form is two minutes because i i'm allowed to see how long it takes on average to fill it out and basically it just asks you if you see a door or if you see a pathway that's blocked you get to just fill it out um explain where it is in regards to the school whether it be state quad indian quad the tower, the tower, I'm sorry, the, the podium, um, even the, like, the admissions building. You can just explain where it is and what's wrong and the DRC will immediately fix it.
0: Yeah, this is such a great initiative and I think it's gonna help so many students on our campus, especially because, again, like one-fifth, that is a lot of students who have disabilities. So if you happen to see a door, even if you are not a student with a disability, please do us a favor and fill out that form a person out you never know what it might mean to them and how it might impact their lives
1: yes please do I make a habit of checking Uh, every once in a while I'll like just walk by a door that I know gets used a lot because a lot of times that's the ones that short circuit out and it's kind of press it make sure it's still working that's something we can all do
0: exactly and um can you tell us about
1: some of the other resources available to students on campus who might have disabilities yes of course so I did mention that the DRC I I will promote the DRC forever because I think they are an amazing resource and I think they do amazing work. Um, the DRC is for more intellectual disabilities, for testing accommodations, but it also works if you know there's a physical disability that might impede handwriting style and you're allowed to type your notes. Um, if you need to take a break because you, know, you have physical pain, that helps you. Um, the average time they give out for testing is double time. So that's a that's a really great thing for um, intellectual and physical disabilities. I do want to commend um, residential life. I know that's a kind of a surprise, but I do want to commend residential life on their accessible um, dorms, because on every floor in every hall there is an accessibility uh, accessible wheelchair accessible dorm. Um, and not only do they have that, they have in every room, if you need something, if you have an auditory disability where you cannot hear um, or see the fire alarms, we can equip bed shakers, so you'll always be woken up in an emergency, so you'll get out. And also, this is a, a fun fact that a lot of people don't know, the uh, the lights when they flash for our, um, for our fire drills, they're actually timed, so they will not um, trigger an epileptic seizure. Wow, that's incredible. Was that surprising to you when you found that out? I was surprised because that was something I was nervous about when I, I had a lot of fire drills this year for an unrelated issue. But I, I was scared um, as a person who promotes accessibility. I was uh, worried about that, and I had to educate myself a little bit about it because the are the residents oh my god residential life explained to me like you know there's a specific time frame. So I think that's a that's really cool. Can you um,
0: so say for example maybe a student who does live in the residence halls has a concern with
1: accessibility how would they go about addressing that Number I would always say contact the DRC first but you can also email reslife in my experience they do get back to you a little bit long term longer term than the DRC does but it's definitely good to cover all your bases um again I there is another one I just wanted to mention if you have um auditory sensitivity they will lower if needed um they will lower the sound of the uh the alarms i think that is rare cases but they do if you really need that resource um but again it's very rare because it is a safety concern but they will do that for you um for fire alarms but yeah so definitely reach out to res life reach out to the drc and if you want to be thorough you can even reach out to caps because i know caps can also help you with that Plus, Bailey
0: herself is also oh, a yes, resource. Oh, yes, of course. I'm
1: sorry. Um, I do want to point out that you should not contact me. Unfortunately, I cannot see confidential student um, reports. I can't know specifics about your disability just because I am still a student. But if you see an overarching issue, please reach out to me. I definitely want to advocate for it. My email is services at albany.edu. And we're going to repeat that. It is essay Disability Services <laughs> at
0: albany.edu. I think these are um, really important points. And again, you're doing so much to advocate for these students and bring yeah. attention to these resources. So you're doing a great job. Um, is there any way on like a maybe local or even like national scale that people
1: can advocate for people with disabilities? Yeah, I think that if you want to advocate on a local or international scale, I do want to say social media is a great resource. Um, to reach out and you know say like, hey, this is a problem I'm seeing. Um, reach out to your local legislature um, for New York State that's Governor Cuomo. Um, he's a pretty good proponent of disability education. Um, and there's also we have a lot of community outreach events. like for example, uh, this is happening tonight when we're recording this, but I am making um, cards for the residents at the Disability Resource Center. Um, this is a residential facility. And they've had to cancel a lot of um, Halloween events because of COVID. And a lot of these residents, um, because of COVID restrictions, because a lot of them are unfortunately immunocompromised, cannot see um, outside family members. So we just want to make sure that everyone has a sense of community on Halloween. Yes, and this is a great
0: initiative to make sure that everyone's feeling loved and that people with disabilities are being embraced in our society, yeah, so of course. I really commend you for
1: this initiative. I think it's wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of residential facilities, whether they be homeless shelters right now, um, drug addiction centers, disability centers, they are very isolated because of our world of COVID. And so I just because my my branch is disability, I focused on a disability resource center. But I believe that um, a community outreach is great for any of these programs.
0: Yes, and again, I can't wait to see what else, in terms of community outreach, you do for students with disabilities. You're doing a great job. Um, Is there anything else you want students to take away from their experience or something you want them to think about in regards to students with disabilities?
1: Um, If you have a disability and you are you know, kind of nervous about your accessibility, please, please, please reach out. You can even reach out to me as long as you don't give me specifics. I can 100% Um, connect you to the people who um, could help you. So yeah. All right, and Bailey, thank you so much for joining
0: us today. Uh, This was a very informative discussion. I'm sure students learn a lot. Um, Again, if you have any concerns with accessibility, please reach out to the DRC, the Disability Resource Center. They can be found in the Campus Center or they have an email. Do you know that email? Yes, it is
1: drc at albany.edu. Nice and simple.
0: (laughs) very simple very accessible and they're very quick on getting back to emails they're super concerned about students yes they're great (laughs) also this is also a good time to remember because we are hitting into the season where sometimes people are experiencing increased anxiety and depression caps is also always a good resource to tune into of course and their wait times are a lot less longer than they used to be so this is a perfect time Mm -hmm. to go and sign up for an appointment
1: And again, I don't want to get on my soapbox, even though this is the student's soapbox. Please get on your soapbox. But I do want to caution all of you. Please be safe. It is still COVID season. Cases are rising. And a lot of students with disabilities are immunocompromised. So it can be very dangerous for me, for my friends, um, if we ever end up contracting COVID. So please, please be considerate.
0: Exactly. And you don't always know who is immunocompromised or who isn't. So this extremely important point. Thank you for bringing that up. And... um, We hope you tune in with us in two weeks. Thank you for stepping onto the student soapbox.